Today is the feast of the presentation of the Lord at the temple, or as it's more commonly known in our everyday world, Groundhog Day. <laughs> I've heard we have six more weeks of winter, and what a surprise. Perhaps you remember the movie by that title, Groundhog Day. I think it was in the late 80s or maybe early 90s, and Bill Murray starred in it as a part of a news reporter team that went to cover Groundhog Day in Puxatawney, Pennsylvania. And I don't know how many of you have ever been to Puxatawney, but there really isn't much happening there, except for Groundhog Day. And in this movie, Bill, his character, arrives to cover the news, which is anything but news. And his day unfolds in a series of annoyances and tediousness and minutia. And he goes to bed that night and wakes up the next day to discover it's Groundhog Day. And he lives that day several times in the movie. The humor comes in when he begins to anticipate what will unfold in the day. And his annoyances do indeed increase as he anticipates the annoyances that are to come. And in some type of redemptive moment, he, his eyes are opened and the next day is a new day. I wonder if some of the fun and um, familiarity of that movie has to do with this idea of one day going into the next, or perhaps a little nugget within ourselves that the next day will be just like this one, with all of its good and its bad, its beautiful and its ugly. And perhaps sometimes we feel that way, that one day bleeds into the next. We take to bed with us our worries and concerns, those things that were finished or left unfinished, those things that we are glad for and disturbed by that happened to our day. Perhaps we work on them a little bit as we lay down to shut our eyes. Maybe we wake in the middle of the night around three to work on them some more and then find ourselves that we're greeted by them the first thing when we open our eyes in the morning. Indeed, life is full of things that we enjoy and love and things that we don't. And it can be a challenge sometimes to trust God with the combination of it all. Well, I was reminded of a gift to us in the service of Compline. I was reminded of this through our gospel lesson today. The words of Simeon are prominent in this passage, and they are featured in the service of Compline. You might see it on the leaflet insert that you received this morning, the yellow piece of paper. Simeon says as he comes into the temple and beholds the baby Jesus just about a month old, Lord, now let your servant depart in peace according to your word. For these eyes of mine have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all the world to see, a light to enlighten the nations and the glory of your people Israel. I could keep you here for about an hour looking at all the parts of our gospel lesson today and the um, ways in which they connect with the Old Testament stories and reveal to us who this Christ child is. I won't do that, but I will give you a couple of things you might enjoy looking at. There are huge similarities between the birth narrative of Samuel and the birth narrative of Jesus as found in Luke. And you might find it fun to go home and open your Bible to 1 Samuel, the first chapter, and put your thumb there, and put your thumb at the beginning of Luke, and flip back and forth and see some of those similarities. 
the people who heard the Gospel of Luke would recognize those similarities. And they would recognize also where it differed. Here is Simeon, a righteous man, a man who's lived a long life and kept the law of Moses as a part of his faith. And through his devout life, feels called to the temple that day. And upon seeing this baby, as it enters into the temple, he recognizes who this is. And he says, Lord, now set your servant free to go in peace as you have promised. For these eyes of mine have seen the salvation that you have prepared for all the world to see, a light to enlighten the nations and the glory of your people Israel. There are three features in his six lines that stand out to us this morning, that they are part of our own faith story. Peace, salvation, and hope. When Simeon is talking about the peace that releases him from this watch post awaiting the Messiah, the peace is not really a goal, but the result of God's handwork in the world. And seeing Jesus, Simeon feels that sense of peace because he sees that God is working in the world and bringing about God's redemptive power. Salvation is synonymous with Jesus. Jesus does not bring about our salvation. Jesus is our salvation. And when Simeon sees that, he identifies the Christ child as the Messiah, the one who has come into the world, the Savior. And finally, he speaks of hope. Simeon was looking at a one-month-old baby. He wasn't going to be around till the end, most likely. But what he saw was the beginning of the fulfillment of God's promise to come for the redemption, not only of Israel, his called people, but for all people. And so Simeon's hope rests not in the exact outcome that he knows will occur, but in the evidence that God is fulfilling the promise that God has set out to do. So his hope is solid. This is available to each of us. The peace that Simeon speaks of, the salvation that he recognizes, and the hope that he feels certain about because he knows that God is faithful. You know, I wonder if we were to pray the Compline service at the end of our day, what might transpire within us? What might change? I had the privilege of going on retreat last week, not the week we just are finishing or did finish, but the week before that, to Holy Cross Monastery in West Park, New York, a Benedictine order of men, and it's Episcopal. Did you know we have that? There are several opportunities for prayer throughout the day. This men's order prays the offices, morning prayer, noonday prayer, evening prayer, and Compline. Compline is the last service of the day, and as you can see from your bulletin insert, you systematically lay down everything. And following that service, they have silence for 12 hours. So perhaps you do have a few left, things left to do, but you start to observe the silence of rest. I wonder what would happen for us if we practiced the service of Compline. I wonder if there would be as much reliance on sleep-inducing medication if people prayed the service of Compline. 
We are invited through saying those words to lay down our day and to receive the peace that God brings to us, the salvation known in Jesus, and the hope that we know in having a God who is faithful. And it strikes me that as we pray these words, these words of Simeon, a faithful person, as we say these words coming out of our mouth, as we place these words in our mouth and let our voice give voice to them, then I feel confident that the prayers of this faithful one will make us faithful, will make us people of faith. Amen.